0: Welcome to Coin Talk. You didn't think we'd be back this week, did you? Well, we are with another show. Quick disclaimer I'm not sure the show will be primarily about crypto anymore. Seems a little frivolous. Uh, we're going to take it potentially even more fr- uh, frivolous and uh, talk about whatever we want. <laughs> Episode was taped Friday, April tenth at noon Eastern Standard Time. The Bitcoin price index was six thousand seven hundred and eighty dollars. Hello, Jay. Hey, we are uh,
1: we have liberated ourselves from the crypto parameters, and we're here to just give takes about everything that can that can be taken. So uh,
0: I, I still got a lot of am, crypto takes lined
1: up. I, I think that. I mean, we just need to find the right ratio, right? Like, and given that crypto still exists, right? They haven't shut down the Bitcoin market and people still are hodling, people are still buying, people are still selling. I do think we should continue to discuss crypto. But uh, yeah, look, there's a lot going on in the world, obviously, that, you know, does not require us to weigh in. But, you know, like this is our show and I think that this should be a place where we can weigh in on some of that stuff.
0: I like the idea of just talking about uh, whatever we're thinking about. So uh, if it's all right with you, uh, we'll just go back and forth each uh, throw out uh, uh, some stuff we're thinking about. We don't have to go on too long. Yeah. Um, my first one is Bitcoin related though. Okay. Don't
1: uh, so hit me. Sort of
0: tangentially. I'm, l- I'm looking at these as an open-minded prom- open-ended prompt where the solution does not have to be Bitcoin. It could be Bitcoin. It doesn't have to be. So, I think if we if uh, if Bitcoin died tomorrow, uh, mm. it's enduring contribution uh, to the world would not be decentralization or the blockchain. Uh, it would be introducing the money printer goes burr idea to the masses, uh, radicalizing people around the idea of, hey, it's kind of weird how. The government just prints money whenever it wants what's up with that um (laughs) and the thing that i've been reading about that intrigued me in a uh the the lit up the bitcoin part of my brain was when people talk about the the stimulus the money that the government is going to print and distribute you know i I mean
1: by the end of this who knows how much it'll be it might be like five trillion dollars you know or something like that which
0: is like it's totally elastic right yeah like we kind of know from um like listening to a lot of like uh like bitcoin twitter types that there's really like no limitations on this the u.s government could print just as much money as is in circulation right now if they wanted to there's no ceiling to it um But when they justify, like, why is this money going to uh, publicly traded companies rather than people who lost their job? The actual explanation is we don't have a mechanism to give money directly to people. Basically, the closest thing we have to that mechanism is tax refunds. Basically, direct deposit through
1: through tax returns. right? Yeah.
0: But we're already seeing that that is a very difficult and um, perhaps even unfair process in which we're both telling people like, you don't have to pay, do your taxes now, but if you want to get your stimulus money, you do have to do your taxes now. And for people who, let's say, need money like this week, there yeah, is not a- Three weeks ago. Pay. Yeah. Right. Right. There's not a Venmo all America, right? We don't have, (laughs) we just don't have that. It seems primitive in considering how like monumental our other problems are, but we don't have a way to put a thousand dollars in everyone, Americans pocket. Literally the limitation is we don't have a bank account number for all those people. So I guess I wonder, and I don't know that Bitcoin or crypto is a solution, but it seems like, every American needs a government bank account in the same way that you can assume every American has a social security number. It seems ridiculous that the government issues those security social security numbers, but can't put uh, $1,200 into one of those social security numbers.
1: Uh, okay. Well, of all the things we've ever said on the show, right, which uh, about Bitcoin in a negative light and Bitcoiners as a, It's like people, you know, from uh, sort of talking about how Bitcoin Topia would lead to mass murder, and um, and our general jabs at people like uh, you know, like uh, Ludwig von Mises and the and the Austrian School of Economics people. This is perhaps the thing you said that might make those types of people the maddest.
0: (laughs) That we should all
1: just have government bank accounts, and the government should be. In control, we should get rid of all privatized, uh, all privatized like financial systems, and that we should just go to like, look. When the government needs to give you money, they're just going to drop twelve hundred in your in your government bank account. It'll be there in two seconds. Um, but the yeah. alternative why, why is the government necessary? like
0: giving the money to Delta and thinking it's somehow going to trickle down to you. Like no, no, don't I agree. Both I
1: agree. Are... We're in a we're in a tough spot right now for both for <laughs> both systems. For both systems.
0: <laughs> No one's happy here. No one's happy. (laughs) Um
1: so you've okay, so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. So what what like what's the
0: implication of this? you I think the implication is like we started to have these ideas. Um, like it's certainly an idea in Ethereum or whatever, like, you know, I guess banking the unbanked. And part of the problem with a bank accounts is that you have to jump through a lot of hoops to get one. You gotta go to a bank, you gotta prove your identity. If you don't have up a certain amount of money, you yeah. actually have to pay to have a bank account, which makes it um, not feasible for the poorest people in America. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm basically suggesting that like your social security number is some kind of a hash. And that hash represents uh, a wallet that I could guess receives some kind of a digital dollar. Um, I haven't, look, i I always spent five minutes preparing for the show. I haven't totally worked it out. But you can see a lot of the ideas we've talked about on the show converging around at least this problem.
1: Yeah, well, in terms of financial distribution, right, bottlenecks that might occur, uh, ideas of, of whether or not we can actually make sure that every single American has received this money. You know, like the sort of the, the obstacles that have come up that seem almost insurmountable. Like, I don't know what, like, I don't know when somebody who, do you know anyone who has received this stimulus money yet?
0: I don't even know anyone who's tried. Like, I, like, i don't know anyone paying who tried pretty close attention. I, I don't and, know a single
1: person who's like, even thought, oh, maybe I should do that. And that is, that's not, I mean, part of it is because, you know, frankly, I think that most of, uh, you know, a lot of people are in too much of a panic or, to even think about it but i do know people who do need the money you know and I do know people who this would help them out a lot and none of those people have even tried to even seek it out because they don't even know what step one of trying to seek it out would be um nah. you think
0: that with 6.6 million unemployed that part of that unemployment application would be like hey do you also want your twelve hundred dollars okay i
1: have a question for you then right why, let's say, like, what percentage of the, and I am not endorsing this, but in terms of trying to find a frictionless and easy solution here. What percentage of the, the, and that also, I think might be slightly less authoritarian than, you know, centralized government banking. What percentage of America has like a
0: Facebook account? Um, I don't know, but I, it's the highest percentage of America that has anything. Like right. and I would and wonder if Facebook penetration is almost outclassed like bank penetration. Could be or wrong like, about
1: that or like cell phone penetration. I don't know. But like I would say that like and obviously like, like we'll just do all the regular caveats, which is that like, you know, to have Facebook you need to have the internet, you have to, you know, uh you don't have to speak English, but you do have to be somewhat like literate, you know, you have to be able to generally read and write, all these sorts of things that the that people who would have trouble finding a way to get a Facebook account would probably be the ones who most desperately need this money. Right. But yeah. generally, And we are only talking theoretically here and let me once again say, I think this is a bad idea. Like, isn't yeah. this a bull case for Libra?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think like, it's what? funny how we went from a disclaimer that this show won't be about crypto anymore. Dude, like the stimulus should be paid in Libra. In like yeah, yeah, minutes. exactly. <laughs> Let's
1: talk about the same things we were talking about six months ago.
0: No, I by think the way, that I that think is... of
1: all the takes that we have, which I would say like we were about ninety five percent wrong on every single thing that we said on the podcast. I think the one thing we got right was Libra, right? Like we were right about it. We said uh, this is a dangerous idea and it will be squashed by all the governments, and that's basically what happened, I think.
0: But we also said it's a dangerous and powerful idea. And I, I agree with you. The stimulus should be paid on Facebook if Facebook had not proved itself to be like a ruthless and completely untrustworthy company. Whatever yeah. thing applies to the most Americans, the least <laughs> friction and the most direct ability for them to literally avoid like homelessness and starvation right now, I'm with it. Like,
1: yeah,
0: I, I would argue that it is probably something along the lines of, Phones, Facebook, like homeless people in America have cell phones Facebook now. Accounts, yeah. And, yeah, and, and I would guess Facebook yeah. accounts. Why would
1: so, they not, uh, could they, uh, I'm sorry, go
0: ahead. No, so I mean, I, I think that like you have like in an emergency situation like this where you can't, like you're not gonna onboard everyone onto Bitcoin in the next yeah. uh, month and a half. You have to kind of rely on the existing pipes And the question is, how do we send money down those pipes? I
1: don't, I guess you could have several types of options, right? Like you could, you could be like, well, if you have a Facebook account, if you have a cell phone, you can do it this way, you know? Um, But I don't know how you, look, I don't think fraud is even that big of a deal here, you know? Like, okay, you know, some percentage of the population gets two stimulus checks instead of one. Like who who cares? It's $1,200 and we're, in an emergency, it's more important to have the frictionless widespread option than to like guard against every single, um, case of Tax fraud. Tax return and fraud up.
0: is already rampant. So it's not yeah, like it doesn't yeah. exist as it is. Yeah, exactly. And it's much more damaging <laughs>
1: <laughs> than like, than like some, some like 15 year old scammer being like, I got $2,400, you know, we're going to pump I this mean, straight into like spikes of skids. Like, I think that, uh, yeah, no, I think we're in agreement. I, I, I don't know how blockchain would help in that or I don't know how uh, crypto would help in that because I think that it would be a little bit too hard to figure out for a lot of people how to deal with it. But I do agree with you in the sense that some of the big thoughts that were happening during the crypto era, which I don't think is over, but you know, certainly dormant right now, like some of the big yep. theoretical ideas could certainly be applied. Uh, I, I don't know how receptive people will be towards them, but um, in terms of, yeah, could, could, could Satoshi, like how long would it take Satoshi to give every single person on the blockchain, like, you know, a hundred bucks? I mean, it would take, what, like four minutes or something? Would it explode the system? I don't know. But, like, you know, it would be a lot faster than mailing out checks and you know direct depositing in people's bank accounts
0: Jay, were you just saying that there isn't the throughput to give everyone bitcoin but there is the throughput to give everyone bitcoin satoshi's vision because if so I <laughs> <agree>. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay um, uh here's, yeah, think, uh, here, here's uh, let's my come back to this question too, over yeah. time like let's okay. return to that in a couple weeks when things are worse
1: <laughs> right now um there are a lot of plans out there to um reopen the country after, you know, what will eventually I think be about six to eight more weeks of lockdown across country, maybe less in places like Washington and California. And uh, the one thing that I a lot of these plans are put out by people like Scott Gottlieb at the American Enterprise Institute, which is not a institute that I particularly generally am fond of, but I think Scott Gottlieb has been actually very clear and very intelligent you know, like very measured in everything that he's done and his plan, you know, somewhat makes sense to me. But all these plans have a certain era, a certain level of surveillance that is necessary, right? Like a massive surveillance program, like they do in Taiwan, like they do in Korea. So I just wanted to, uh, you know, read you a description of one of these plans or two of these plans and get a sense of what you thought about it, which is like, uh, okay, This is from an article in Fox. The CAP, that's the Center for American Progress, and Harvard plans both foresee a digital pandemic surveillance state in which virtually every American downloads an app to their phone that geotracks their movements so if they come into contact with anyone who is later found to have COVID-19, they can be alerted and a period of social quarantine can begin. Similarly, people would scan QR codes when when boarding mass transit or entering other high-risk public areas. And GPS tracking could be used to enforce quarantine on those who test positive with the disease as it's been doing as as it's being done in Taiwan. Do you do you think something like that is possible here?
0: It's funny because our two prompts are like kind of the same prompt, which is yeah. like like, hey, everyone should register themselves with the government. I'm like, you should register for the airdrop. And you're like you should register <laughs> so people know you haven't been hanging out with COVID patients.
1: Um, <laughs> this is a super airdrop. <laughs> 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 That's what they should call it. That's, that would get every crypto person to sign up immediately.
0: <laughs> I mean, it literally is an airdrop because yeah, it's covid printed airdrop. money.
1: <laughs> Virus coin <laughs> um,
0: Alright well um, So
1: to the question yeah, so is this, is this, like? This are this you pos- asking
0: whether people would do it Or are you asking whether
1: We should do it I think that okay let's start with should Because um, I think that one is easier To answer
0: um, I do not Think we should Shift to a Like authoritarian surveillance state In this country Not because of my fundamental lack of comfort with it like if you if you were to demonstrate to me like a stable responsible government then i would say this might be the time to grant that stable genius government um like extrajudicial tracking powers uh during this pandemic we don't have that government it's sort of the libra thing libra might have been a good idea if it wasn't facebook surveillance state might be a good idea if it wasn't jared kushner in charge of it but i know when wow. i okay, see well, the people who we, are
1: can yeah. we subdivide then like what if it was like gavin newsom in the state of california <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> where i now reside and where you are from wow. um yeah i didn't who, realize
0: that you were uh gavin newsom super fan
1: not only am I a Gavin Newsom, student, I am not, by the way, but I'm 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 totally willing to grant him full dictatorial powers over the state of <laughs> California. Um, do you think, like, let's say, do you think within a state, or let's say the state of Washington, which has done an exemplary job with controlling COVID nineteen without uh, without um, without really doing like a full, full lockdown, you know, and really protected a lot of their hospital staff. Obviously there are exceptions and, you know, people have gotten sick, but, you know, I, I think that compared to like New York, they've done a much uh, good job. Like, what if it was like that? What if it was the state of Washington decided, hey, let's uh, let's all download this app, you know, and
0: let's participate in this program. It's called do you, Facebook. Do you... <laughs> They'll track <Yeah>. you. <laughs> I mean, this is, do you think... this is another... Do we really need another app or could we just use Facebook for it? It's already on everyone's phone.
1: <laughs> well, hopefully you would use another app so that Facebook would not have all this new data, which they already have, you know, like I'm pretty sure that right. Facebook knows everywhere you go anyway. So um, do you think that, that – so you, you're leaning towards no, right?
0: Well, one like thing I have to question about these, like, like uh, I don't – like I haven't followed, like, how these uh, Asian nations have done this. but like I have. So I okay, so like, questions. is it everyone, like, do you have do you have to opt in, or is it just every single person? Um, if you come into the
1: country, right, then okay. you have to download it, right? They are not so strict on enforcement where everybody, I think, has to do it. Like, not everyone in Asia has a cell phone. You know, most people do. Right. I would say that maybe more people do than here, but like, most people here have cell phones too, you know? So, um, I would say that... I think that a lot of people did it, you know, and that um, it's not like Korea has zero cases a day. They have like 20 to 50 now, which is down from about 100 a day a couple of weeks ago. Um, but, you know, that's they have testing everywhere. If you get tested, then I do think that they ask you to, to download this phone. But the main point of enforcement are people coming into the country where like you can't be let in a country without downloading this app on your phone. And if you delete it, or if you break, if they find that you break the mandatory quarantine, then they deport you out of the country. So, um, you know, like, like, it's not, it's not like they have police running around and like, man, you'll be like, here, swipe up. Let me see, let me see your app screen. But I do think that they have widespread participation, which I think we would too, you know, like, I mean, uh, like people are staying in their houses and not going to work and going broke uh already you know like i don't right only app doesn't seem like it's it's that crazy well, that,
0: like that's sort of what i was thinking was just like that like if it did take place in america i'm not saying it should take place but if it did take place in america it would probably be some sort of a like hey do you want to go back to work or do you want to re-enter the public yeah. sphere if so yeah. you got to do this if you want to stay home stay home
1: yeah, and I think that that's the messaging that needs to come out. And that I, I look, I, I as you know, and I don't know if the listeners to this episode will know, but like generally, I argue on the side of civil liberties and uh, freedom. You know, like uh, especially yeah. in terms of freedom of speech. Um, and so I have two thoughts on this. The first is that we should either respect all civil liberties here, and we should say that you cannot shut down churches. Like you know, like that freedom of assembly and freedom of religion are are inalienable rights that are granted to us by the constitution. And like, I'm sorry that it's going to lead to more people dying, but we should, we should do that, you know, and that's sort of like an Agamben type take, which is like, we shouldn't reduce ourselves to a, to a state of bare life where um, the mania to save every single life ends up eroding any sort of idea of the value of life, which leads to uh, you know, horrific outcomes throughout history, right? Like that's sort of the, the general biopower, bio biopower bio, bio power take, I think. I, mean, I don't know. My memory of Kohen Ogomit is not great right now. But
0: uh, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine.
0: <laughs> you can just assume that every time you cite a thinker, I'm just uh like uh trying to figure out how to spell her name while I go except that. like Elon Musk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Um, so that's one take, right? That, and that's basically like, let's just let this thing hit us in the face, you know, and pray for the best. Um, the other take, I think the other side of it is that we should, if we're going to stay at home, you know, if we're going to allow people to ruin not only their financial futures, but the financial futures of their children, you know, if we're going to enforce these things, then we should have like a real plan to do it, you know, and we shouldn't piecemeal it together. And I think that, the idea of like like how much are we tracked anyway? You know, like how much of our private conversations are listened to uh in on anyway, you know, like people don't care. Like everybody knows this stuff and every time an expose comes out being like, Your facial tracking, et cetera, et cetera, I'm like, Yeah, that's really bad, but I don't think people actually care about it. It's not like they're so unaware of it. They just are just like, well, whatever, you know, like does anyone who owns an Alexa, Amazon Alexa, really think that like Amazon isn't using their conversations and to to any sort of like targeted advertising. Of course they are. You know they just don't care. And so I think that if the message is basically like, we are going to save this country, we're going to save the economic future of this country, and it's not stocks. It's like you know, like I think that's like a big canard that's been out there that oh it's just stock. It's not stock markets. Like people who are like waiters in restaurants, people who own small businesses are going to be destroyed by this. You know, and uh, if we want to save those people from, you know, mass poverty, mass homelessness, 20% unemployment. And if you want to go outside and see your friends again, then let's all do this, you know, for a while. I, I don't understand why that message is so, like, would be so rejected. Like, would Ammon Bundy agree to it? No, but not everyone is Ammon Bundy, you know? Uh, well, so
0: yeah, well it's, an over, that's sense. Yeah. it's an interesting right. thing. It's an interesting thing when we talk about granting those powers of super surveillance to private companies versus the state. Um, It seems like our attitudes are almost flip-flopped to Asia where in most of the Asian countries, I believe that you've cited, um, the government uh, makes uh, private industry its bitch. Um, The government dictates who and when can do business how and the government, I think, has more power well, that's, than private industry. No, no, no.
1: It's a flip-flop in Korea. Korea is run by, like, the big Chebel companies, right? Like, it's run by Samsung and Hyundai and, and you know, Lucky Gold. Aren't LG. those almost
0: parts of the government in Korea? Well, yeah, or that's what like, I mean. Is, like, aren't they, they have. Yeah.
1: They, what they're basically dealing with is that Google and Amazon are the government, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah so that, that's, that's sort of what that. I'm, yeah, alluding to. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. in that case, like the 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 seal has already been broken, I guess, in those countries. In this country, we have not yet elevated in Facebook and Google to the level of government. So we're stuck in this weird position where like I don't even think we're technically capable of this. Oh, in America. I, we could okay, make a I healthcare. Think healthcare we, I
1: website. think we basically have, you know? Like I think we have allowed those corporations to function as government. And my sense of this is just that you know it's mostly ornamental the separation right now, and perhaps in a time of unprecedented uh emergency where we're not just high like let's let's even forget the economic part, you know, like doing this sort of thing will tamp down outbreaks and save thousands and thousands of lives um i I just think that it It's an okay option, even for somebody who's like, you know, as nutty as I am about civil liberties, like just don't do it the halfway portion, you know, like what we're doing now is like the halfway measure with no leadership about anything except from the state level, you know, and uh, I don't think we can expect um, leadership from the federal level. And so I I just think that states are going to have to come up with these solutions by themselves. Which actually brings me to my second point, which I know, uh, which I'd like to bring up now because it's a perfect segue. Is that okay? Go for it. Okay. Do you think that, like, uh, you were from California, as you mentioned before. Gavin Newsom keeps calling California a nation state. Have you noticed that in all of his, like, yes. uh, press conferences? Okay. <laughs> Do you think that we are closer than ever to California nationhood?
0: Well, see, when I was a, uh, when I was a young man, uh, the big movement was to split California into Northern yeah, and Southern yeah. California because basically Orange County was the flip county that made California red all the time. That yeah. is no longer true. At no. this point, I feel like if you're going to annex California, why not grab Washington and Oregon while you're with
1: it? Yeah, 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 yeah. My idea of Seattle, California. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, you want to grab the whole seaboard control the powerful ports um you know you've got the stranglehold on weed uh a lot of people i think as um you know as the division came down a lot of people would be fleeing over there to uh seattle california right yeah well that um,
1: that that's that's definitely true i feel like it would be uh like the population would go up by like 30% i think
0: and, and I think that that country would actually have a lot of the weird political confluences we've been discussing on this show because the entire tech industry would be located in that country. So it yep. would be kind of like a weird, like liberal surveillance state.
1: Yeah, um, it would be run entirely by Amazon, Apple, Google, and Facebook. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and Microsoft. I'm sorry. Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs>
0: i yeah. I don't like this idea for um, the people who are in the other part of the country. That's like left over. Uh, like, it's a bad beat for America. It might be a good <laughs> beat if you're living in California right now. I'm um, thinking uh, about this
1: nonstop. By the way, like completely nonstop. I I, what, I, I like, think about seattle California all day.
0: What would like? What would spark this? Um, this move, like are we talking about like a civil war are we talking about like an orderly like uh facebook poll kind of uh well okay here's
1: the thing right like the the history the the it is not like california nationhood is some sort of thing that people just thought of you know it's not something that gavin newsom just came up with as like a sly way to talk about how he's doing a great job this has a long history right like as you said as you were a kid there there were a lot of movements, like, there are a lot of different plans. Some of them was, like, let's exclude the middle, you know, the east side of California. Some of them are, like, let's split it between northern and southern California. Um, But California nationhood is not, like, a new thing, but it was always a crackpot thing, right? And I still think it's a crackpot thing. But the reason why I was thinking about it was just that, like, look, Washington and California and Oregon all have, like, a less of a problem with coronavirus, and it Is in large part due to the actions of local officials and and state officials right so here in san francisco for example you have something like 12 deaths from coronavirus so far and the the icus are flat like there's not new hospitalizations there's this doctor at ucsf who every night like uh posts the stats and his like rounds of going around the icu he's like literally bored you know he's like well we still have 19 patients you know and the next day, he'll be like, we have 20 now. And then he'll be like, no, we have 19 again, <laughs> you know. And that, yeah. that That is not to, that is not anything, I think, except luck and, you know, like uh, some, some intervention that worked out. But with the, you know, with everything in terms of hospitalization, help, masks, all these sorts of issues that are supposed to be handled by the federal government, not being handled by the federal government. And in fact, if you believe some of the reporting that the federal government is actually intervening to make these things more difficult for blue states, you know, there's been state-to-state cooperation. It's not, you know, Gavin Newsom and James, Lee are sending ventilators to New York, for example, right? Uh, Gavin Newsom, Washington, Oregon, New Jersey, some other states, are doing a cooperative PPE buy where they won't bid up against each other because they know that the federal government won't regulate any of this or make anything easier on them. And so I think that, like, what is going to come out of this in some ways is that, State governments are going to become much stronger, right? Especially in in blue areas, and uh, and the federal government's influence on it is going to be much and much 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 less welcome. And the one scenario that I look, I understand I'm going full in a crackpot here, but you know it's a crackpot podcast. The one scenario I keep thinking about is like, let's say. Uh, And I can give an example of this, too, which is, uh, but let's say that California in three weeks or four weeks, you know, around May 3rd, which is the end of our shelter in place, relaxes restrictions a little bit, you know, let's say that they say, like, you can go out and see your friend, but like, you know, wear a mask, practice social distancing, we're going to reopen some of the parks, right? And Washington does the same. For
0: beach volleyball season.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think beach volleyball is probably not a good Uh, coronavirus uh, activity. (laughs) But um, let's say I can go back and go surfing, for example, you know, in like a month. Um, What is going to happen? Like people are going to start flooding into these areas, you know, from um, around the country, the people who can afford to do it. Marin County yesterday made short-term rentals illegal and throughout all of Marin County because people kept renting them from the city but also from other states and coming in to stay in some nice place like near mill valley or something like that which you know you can imagine would be very appealing if you're wealthy because uh people read oh the bay area doesn't have the same coronavirus problem and maybe it'll get out earlier you know so how do you stop people from flooding into the into the state which is like you have to start doing measures like the governor of rhode island tried to do which is like ban people from new york from driving into the state you know which was which is illegal and so my thought is that some of these governors are going to try and do things like that maybe not in such a drastic way as the governor of rhode island did basically saying if you have new york plates we're going to pull you over and send you home but i think that also all of that stuff is is moving in the direction of essentially autonomous states, and that's why I started thinking about it. And, yeah, you know, I haven't I actually
0: thought about that—the um, the angle of like basically people having like um, less than full sets of rights in other states in America. But it's yeah, already happening. Yeah. You're already you. You're, you're, I mean, this is anecdotal, but you hear a lot about you know if you show up in certain places with a license plate from out of state. Um. No one really explains what happens to you, but you're strongly um, advised to stay inside for two weeks. Like there's this growing idea that um, you basically can ban outsiders from your local region. Yeah, um, I mean it's the Trump fever dream um, writ large. You know, we've gone in less than four years from we got to keep these foreigners out of our country to we've got to, like, um, keep these, like, people from one state over out of our state. Or even we've got to, like, keep these second homers uh, from uh, a 45-minute drive away out of our beach community. And, yeah, and it's
1: it's like California nativism in some ways, which is a very powerful idea, you know? Like, yeah. what if uh, California, Oregon, and Washington were like, We have we're going to be so rich, you don't have to pay federal taxes anymore, you know? Um, all of you can who are unemployed because of this can have jobs at Amazon Fulfillment Center. <laughs> you, know? um, and, you see the uh, roots
0: of some of this in like uh, state tuition um, for public universities. You know, yeah, growing up in yeah. California, you can go to UC Berkeley. It's, it's not as cheap now, but, you know, at a certain point in time, it was um, really affordable if you're from California and basically private school tuition if you're outside, from outside of California. And with how unequal the GDPs of each of these states are and how much, you know, um, certain states, uh, you know, mostly a lot of them in the uh, American Southeast are basically like a drag on the federal system. And then other states like California are basically have the GDP of a first world nation by themselves. Yeah, I think at a certain point, particularly as resources become scarcer and scarcer if this were to get worse and worse. At a certain point, people are no longer going to look at themselves as Americans and are going to like look at their more localized situation as their primary identity.
1: Yeah, and I think that a massive shock like this is what gets people to stop thinking that way, you know, and uh, or to start thinking that way, that they... You know, and, and especially the way that the federal government has handled this, which is in an extremely partisan way. And, you know, I don't think it's just Trump. I also think it's in large partisan media, you know, um, where you see people, very big cable news outlets, basically making this argument, you know? Uh, you, if you turn on MSNBC, it's like, oh, the South is gonna make this impossible for all of us because us like wealthy liberals know how to you know understand science and can shelter in place but all those unwashed you know southerners are just going to go out and have their like dumb parties and then uh and on fox news you look at it and you're like oh well all these people are lying to us you know um i i do think that 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 i look i don't think california's declared (laughs) gonna put it on a referendum you know although uh, maybe they will I don't think. It'll I mean, pass. it probably will be a
0: referendum, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. There's been yeah, a lot of I don't referendums think it'll in California.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But look, I, I mean, I it might be. A, it
1: might already be a referendum every single year, and no, you know, like it, it, nobody even like checks out the box.
0: But um, let's say Oklahoma just has perpetual coronavirus because there's never a shelter in place, and people keep spreading it. At a certain point, California is going to cut off Oklahoma. Like there's going to be no Oklahoma City uh, to Los Angeles flights because no one's going to want to allow that, and you don't have to go that many steps from that. I don't. Re- I mean, I don't think like a true like like civil war style like we're going to start our own country, but to have these regions operate like to really take states' rights to the fullest extent seems like it's on the table. Like I um, yeah, I talked to uh, Naomi Klein yesterday for a long-form podcast. And, you know, if I were to summarize uh, her book, The Shock Doctrine, it's basically um, when disasters happen, people look at the ideas that have been lying around and that have seemed crazy and start trying them. And that's true among horrible ideas and great ideas in history. And what you've just brought up is an idea that's been lying around since the 1980s. And I don't know that it's this one, but I won't be surprised if I see a, some pretty wild ideas um, starting to have life re- breathed into them. Uh, yeah, the yeah,
1: yeah. Months. Well, look, I mean, look at what like, they, they basically ended all uh, pollution regulations, you know, um, once this thing started, like the shock doctrine stuff that I like, i am fascinated and horrified to think about what's going to happen with commercial real estate in New York city because of this, you know, like it's going to be owned entirely by, by banks and by private equity. Um, the shock doctrine stuff that is going to happen on a, you know, larger scale is going to be similar to the thing that happened that family Klein started that book with, which is that Milton Friedman, like on his deathbed basically wrote that new Orleans should get rid of public schools and just go strictly to charter system. Right. Like, uh, yeah. That those sorts of ideas are out there, and they're they're not just like Milton Friedman types, you know. They're not just like, uh, you know, like sort of free market right wingers. It is, or neoliberals, or you know neoconservatives. It is also, you know, going to be used to try and push through ideas in more progressive places. And the idea of like a California, Oregon, Washington has like some sort of Contiguous space with that where the people understand each other, have similar values, have you know vote similarly, and are all in fealty to big tech. I don't think that that's as far away right now as it ever you know. I think it's the closest to that 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 we have ever been. And um, I don't think it'll happen. Um, I think there are many many reasons why it won't. But I think that maybe it'll be like twenty percent realized, and maybe we won't even
0: notice it. You know. I would also expect that we're going to start opening up some new divides in America. Um, we've been so closely oriented on the, like, red-blue axis. Uh, you can see the old versus young uh, about, uh heating up. Really, actually, you know, within these parties, like, probably the most, like, raging conflict in America is the old versus young battle on the left, in which... Um, you have almost no political unity between people over the age of uh, 55 and under the age of 55 who are ostensibly in the same party. And um, yeah. another front for that is the states, like not looking at it like, hey, you're in Oklahoma. That's a state that voted for Trump. I'm in California. We voted for Hillary. But looking at it like, hey, you guys have got the virus. You guys have been uh, fucking it up over there on the virus. Don't come over here. You can't do business yeah. with us. Like, yeah. we don't want your, we don't want to deal with your bad decisions. If it's going yeah. to be a states' rights thing, then people will start to judge the people in that state more like citizens of a foreign nation than they do people who are short flight away from them.
1: I totally agree with that. And I think that that is a thing that is not going to end when we all get let out of our houses. Woo,
0: woo, coin talk. Not even about crypto particularly anymore, but it is happening. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to all the kind words about our comeback episode. Hope to have more for you soon. Keep tuned.